Maybe what the world needs isn't more love, but better love. Love that doesn't feel comfortable and light all the time. Love that doesn't brush hard truths under the rug, but helps us face them, knowing that when we move through the valley of the shadow, we gain an inner richness beyond words. We need love that doesn't demand we move on, get over it, or forgive prematurely, but allows us space and time to go through the processes necessary to do so. Love that brings us to the end of all we know and asks us to keep walking so we can find and live a better way. Love that doesn't protect our small notions of who we think we are or what we think is going on here, but pulls us through our ideas of righteousness and exposes us for the complex, multidimensional, light and dark beings we are. Love that's big enough to face and accommodate the conflicting energies in ourselves and others. Love that challenges us to hold the tensions and insecurities necessary to heal, grow, and free the soul. You're listening to Falling Into Soul. I'm your host, McCall Erickson. Thank you for tuning into this space where I, a lifelong student of inner transformation and alchemy, bring forth context and perspective for the deeper and more confusing processes of soul awakening. This podcast is proving to be such a great space for me to bring forth my experience, my strength, stories from my own journey, as well as songs I've written about the journey along the way. This is episode 13 more than love. I'm back this time with a song that I want to share. It's a song I wrote when I was beginning the shift from being in the codependent love paradigm to what I call the more than love paradigm. The more than love paradigm is something I discovered and explored with a dear friend and spiritual partner whom I've been working with for 10 years now in this life and lifetimes before this. Because when there is no paradigm to hold you and your soul and what you're experiencing, you have to create one for yourself. So the more than love paradigm is something we created to hold our new experiences with love. I'm going to share it with you today, and you're welcome to take whatever works for you and leave the rest. This particular song I'm going to share really spoke up to be shared after last week's episode on the codependent triangle way of relating. I talked about how that triangle keeps us locked in a pattern of perpetuating trauma and keeps us disconnected from ourselves. This song came during a pivotal time for me. After lots of years of working on codependency and soul awakening, I realized I really had to start doing some things differently about relationships. Even though I had done a lot of inner work and a lot of work on my codependency, some of the patterns were still clinging on. I was still hanging on to some ways of relating that were not serving anymore. And I was feeling myself pulled into a new energy a new energy with love for myself and love for others in a different way. I can look back on this time now, and I do see this is when I was moving from that codependent triangle to really being in the more than love triangle. 
So just to recap, the codependent love paradigm is characterized by an ongoing disconnect with your true self, your intrinsic worth. We're disconnected from that core worth in order to serve, help other people. We become obsessed with another person's needs or behaviors at the expense of our own needs, at the expense of a deeper relationship with ourselves. And because we're disconnected from our core worth, we're getting a false sense of worth based on what we can do for other people, help other people, and serve the world, which is a very volatile and shaky source of self-worth. So many of us learn this way of being in the world that we don't even know we're doing it. It's considered love. It's considered the right way. We just automatically fall into it. And as I was healing my codependency, I remember thinking, this is confusing because I really do love people and I do want to serve the world and I have such a helpful, loving nature. And every time I was faced with healing my codependency, it felt like I had to pull back from loving others or serving in the world. It felt like I was being selfish. It didn't make sense. I was conflicted. I really wanted to serve the world and be of help to others, but I was disconnected for myself, so I was continually being pulled back to connect with myself, and I remember thinking, there has to be a new paradigm for this way of loving that doesn't ask us to override our own needs, our own soul, our own inner work, our own alignment for the other, but allows us to connect with our own soul, our own needs, our own alignment, and connect with another, connect with the world, serve the world. What does that paradigm look like? I wondered that for years because for so long, it was one or the other for me. Either I was getting what I needed or I was helping somebody else. I didn't know how to do both. I truly grew tired and physically sick of overriding my own needs for the other. But when I was alone and taking care of myself, I was sick for loneliness, for not being able to connect with other people. I so desperately needed both to connect with myself and other people. And so my work naturally led me into a terrain where there was both. But first, I had to continually work myself out of the old codependent love paradigm, which felt like a smaller form of love to me, because in the Cody triangle, love gets twisted and contorted. It justifies so many things in the name of love. In the codependent triangle, we get to be right. We get to know better than another. We get to feel like we are privy to a truth that other people are not, and we've got to bring that truth to the world. This is one of the roles I fell into more than anything in the codependent triangle. I always felt wiser. I always felt like I knew the truth. I always felt like I could get there sooner, and then it was my job to make other people see the truth. And this created what I call a self-righteous bitch energy. 
And my partner and I worked on this self-righteous bitch energy in ourselves for so long because it was disconcerting when I started realizing that my self-righteousness was keeping me from connecting intimately with the people I loved. Not only that, but it was helping me justify hurting them, hurtful behaviors in the name of love and righteousness. This was a smaller form of love that I had to give up so I could come into a bigger form of love where I didn't get to be right. I just got to be vulnerable. I got to be more open. I had to be vulnerable and open in conversation with others and the mystery. The more and more I was faced to give up my self-righteousness, and my knowing, my all-knowingness, and my need to rescue others, my need to save others, my need to teach other people a lesson, my need to feel better than others because I was more enlightened, my need to hide my full truth, my feelings, my need to say yes when I meant no, just so I could not ruffle feathers and not cause problems, so I could still be loved. And make sure the other person knew I loved them. The more I faced the reality of these hurtful habits, the more I had to be willing to surrender them and give myself over to the mystery. I had to give myself over to the in-between space, the magical between space of just feeling, being, and opening to the other. And what I mean by making room for the other or opening to the other, first of all, this is such an important alchemical point, making room for the other. It happens, first of all, in ourselves. We have to make room for the opposing energies within ourselves. We're so conditioned to be one thing. Just pick something. Tell me, just Choose how you feel. Pick one thing or another. You can't be both. Well, we are both. We are a lot of things. There's a lot going on within us. It's not one or the other. It's not light or dark. We are both. So making room for the other in ourselves means making room for conflicting emotions, conflicting energies within ourselves, holding them both, bringing them all to the same table bringing all the different voices inside of us, all the different conflicting feelings and opinions and emotions, bringing them all to the same table, letting them have a voice, letting them eat at the same table, eat, drink, and be merry at the same table, or be miserable because there are parts of us that are miserable, basically making room for that in ourselves so we can do that with others. We enter the relational space with others based on a foundation of respect. Respect for our own alignment and truth, but respect for theirs too. Respect that theirs might be different. And realizing that our alignment and truth doesn't make us right. But we don't have to be wrong either. Both parties can be right and wrong, light and dark. And also something more than that. We have to give up being right to just be in it. All in, wrong and right, spirit and soul, dark and light, every opposing, conflicting thing within us merges 
to become a new third thing. This is what we call the third way. But we can't find that new third thing unless we hold conflicting, opposing energies for long enough for that new third truth to arise. When we join opposites, something new is born. And it's something we usually don't have a preconceived notion for or a preconceived understanding for. This is how life itself is created, right? Opposites have to be united for life to be created. It's not one or the other. Both opposites have to unite and new life is created. So this is what we're going back to in the alchemical relational space. If we are right and the other person's wrong, and we truly believe that, we're never going to find a new way between us. If we can just be solid where we are in our own alignment, whether that's right or wrong, and let the other person be where they are in their alignment, whether we think that's right or wrong, or even know whether that's right or wrong, just allow the alignments to be what they are, come together in the middle space, New life is possible. This is what creation is. And ongoing division within ourselves and with others is a result of our inability to hold the tension of opposites long enough for a third thing, the unknown, the unexpected, the new life to be born. Once again, division within ourselves and with others is a result of our inability to hold the tensions of opposites long enough for a third thing to be born. And the most beautiful thing about the more than love paradigm is when we do join those opposite tensions, something unpreconceived, unimaginable, and new truly can be born. This is not easy. However, I do not want to make it sound like it's easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of inner work, a lot of alchemy to build the inner foundation of strength and confidence to hold the tensions of opposites and to be vulnerable enough in a new way. It takes a lot of fumbling around to find those liminal spaces where transformation even happens. Fumbling around and stumbling is the way forward when it comes to this. The process isn't cut and dry. Sometimes you have to get it wrong to get it right. Sometimes you're up to find that you're actually down. It's hard to pin down where the growth actually happens, where you actually move from an old, worn-out way of doing things to something new. It's messy. Healing is messy. It's back and forth. There's no way to cleanly do any of this. Committing to the mess is what gets us through. Owning the mess, owning the complex nature of growth is what gets us through. It's as Carl Jung said, the soul demands your folly, not your wisdom. And I think this song reflects the nature of that moving from one paradigm to another and really allowing ourselves to be in those liminal spaces where transformation occurs. Did I say too much? 
Did I cross the line in the name of love? Oh, did I step out of time? Where do two hearts meet? Somewhere in between, or on the edge of truth. You know it's not always what it seems. Oh, where the river meets the ocean, and the ocean meets the sky. Oh, the way we run until we fall, the way we fall, fall until we. for listening. Thank you all who are supporting, donating, sharing, liking, and reviewing. Everything helps. It really helps me to know you're out there, you're listening, and you care. You can always find more of my work at McCallErickson.com. Until next time, be well in soul. Where the river meets the ocean And the ocean meets the sky So we can fly